Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Data Endure's first Tech Talk of 2020. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm Kirsten Burke, and I'm joined by Shaneen Peruse. Hey, everyone. Uh, we thought today, um, as we thought about a topic today, obviously, you've got a lot of folks out there who are planning for the new year, and you hear uh, or know that the year's 2020, and so people are obviously thinking about clear vision and seeing forward. Um, we thought it would be kind of interesting to take a totally different approach today and talk about how sometimes what we learn from history um, can be quite relevant and interestingly enough even to technology and security. What do you think? I totally agree. It's uh, We've uh, historically, no pun intended, have been talking about um, defense in depth with our customers for a long time. And uh, the thing with defense in depth is that it's not a new concept. It's something that's been going on for centuries. And we can go back to the medieval times to see where it all started. We, we started to get this point where we were creating these fiefdoms, these mini kingdoms, these villages, and the villages security wasn't sufficient. So we started building castles. Castles then uh, didn't become enough because the walls alone didn't protect. So we put a moat around the castle. Then after we put the moat, we decided that's not enough because people climb the wall. So we put archers on the walls. And burning oil. And burning oil. Burning oil. That's for the zombies. <laughs> and, uh, different, and so, different history. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, World War Z. <laughs> um, but ultimately, what we what we came to realize is that the more defenses we put in place, the layers of defense that we put in place. When our adversary breaks through one layer, there's another layer that we historically used to take defense in depth to mean we're going to put up a firewall. Think of that as our uh, our moat, uh, and we're going to put up walls which will prevent people from getting in uh, beyond the moat. And then we look, and every layer of security we put in, like antivirus and filtering, and and then eventually we password protected our stuff, and the passwords went into a vault. So it kept getting deeper and deeper, and the traditional layers of security, you know, start with data at the core where you're protecting your data, and then you have your systems and your apps and your uh, network and the edges and the parameter, and each of those layers are very important layers for protection. Problem is, we no longer have a physical location mm -hmm. anymore. The, the perimeter has really faded and disappeared as we've moved into a mobile ecosystem. Thank you, Apple. And uh, we've really moved to a world where mobility has become key and we can't function without our cell phone. I'm fidgeting right now, as a matter of fact, because I haven't had it for 30 seconds in my hand. But um, but ultimately, we um, because our users are everywhere, working out of their home, working out of a customer site, working in a Starbucks, wherever the case may be, our perimeter, our edge has moved out further and further to the point where it has dissipated, and and like any membrane, the further and further we stretch it, the more and more holes there are in that membrane, and the particle separation creates bigger gaps. We have to think about defense in depth differently. Um, concept's still the same. There still is a perimeter, and that perimeter is our endpoint. And how do we protect that endpoint, and how do we collect uh, telemetry and metrics about what's going on on that endpoint so we can react if there's a problem, if there's an adversary knocking on that gate, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so today's world, although we learn lessons from everything we've seen in the past and in history and what we did with castles, um, really has to be thought through in terms of what tools and technologies are brought to bear mm -hmm. to help 
accomplish the defense in depth approach in this economy, in this state, day and age, if you will? So um, for folks out there who maybe have a firewall or <clears throat> maybe they've implemented some of the things you've talked about, but you're also kind of saying some of these layers, while maybe adequate, maybe they're not the right layers you should be paying attention to, or maybe there are other layers that, that um, need to take precedence. What's your advice? I mean, how, how do you start thinking about defense in depth and your, your castle layers? What's a priority? So the challenge is security today has become so complicated. And, and part of the reason for that is the, the venture community has invested a ton of money and continues to invest a ridiculous amount of money into uh, companies that are doing security and security technologies. And the implication of that is that in each category, when we're talking firewall, it's no longer do I pick Cisco or do I pick mm -hmm. Checkpoint or it's there's 70 different firewall mm -hmm. products on the market that you have to look at. And obviously we all have our anchors and the ones that are the best out there and do the things. Um, we have a approach that we always have in each category, not just security, but in infrastructure, our anchor um, product or technology, which is the one who's been in the industry, does a great job, is stable, rock solid, best in breed capabilities. And then we have a disruptor, which is changing the way we look at things. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge to answer your question more specifically is that how do how does a company who is buried running as fast as they can mm -hmm. understand all of the different technologies? There's something in the neighborhood of, uh, we have one chart we put up. Um, I'm talking about the eye chart of how hard can it be, um, which has probably 500 different mm -hmm. logos on it. And those 500 logos are just security and how do you figure out which of those 500 are the right ones to use mm -hmm. in which category? Mm -hmm. Because there may be one partner that, or one technology and company that is in multiple categories, but they may just be really good in one, mm -hmm. not the other. Mm -hmm. And how do you make your investments and make your decisions to cover it? Do you just say, I'm gonna do the easiest thing and get the company that has built the solution that covers the most areas? That's an approach. But then you have obvious gaps because their Swiss Army knife has an awful corkscrew and you can't get the bottle of wine open. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, what we try to do with our, custom, our customers is really understand what they're doing, how they do their business, uh, where their people work, what their data is, and who should have access to it. And then based on that, help to select not only the best in breed technologies, if that's the right play, but also implement some of the disruptors to that are changing the way we think about security and have adopted this concept of a no perimeter network. Mm -hmm. We keep talking zero trust. I really don't like that word because it implies we don't trust our end users. We don't trust our network. We don't trust. It's not the it's not the meaning. It's really about start from a mentality that you don't trust anything on your network and treat everybody the same. And there there are some truth to that. I kind of like the full trust model is trust everybody but inspect um, and uh, and so we there's a president that said there is that a president that said there? that I, I, it sounded familiar as it was coming out <laughs> um, but uh, but ultimately our, our approach is really about you have to be able to deliver the same level of service to that end user who is sitting on an island as you do to the person sitting inside your office and a lot of IT infrastructures today don't do that. Mm -hmm. They they treat the office as a corporate secure space, and once you go outside of the office, who knows? Mm -hmm. There's some level of services there, 
or you have to do some complicated heat leaps through VPN to get access to services. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. So back to the castle analogy, um, every organization is maybe using different arrows, different uh, moat structures or whatever, right. but there are some fundamentals that it's really important that people keep in mind. Yep. And you know, while we can work with organizations to, to customize or adapt around what they already have, um, what, are, what are several of the fundamentals um, that you would just have people walk away with? The, the key thing is um, you can't do away with the technologies that we've put in place, the protections or the layers that we keep talking about. You have to have firewalls, you have to have antivirus, you have to, and, and antivirus is one of those fuzzy things. Let's consider antivirus our moat. Um, the adversary has figured out how to walk on water. So it's not really helping us. Um, so what do you do to the water? Do you put oil on it and light it on fire? So it's the, so the, the logic really is you can't get rid of the layers, uh, technology layers in terms of how we protect our environment. You need those multiple layers of defense. They just aren't the same ones we've always used. Mm -hmm. And uh, my recommendation, we, for one, help our customers by doing uh, one of two things. Uh, we have a free security health check, which comes in and does a vulnerability assessment of your network. It also does a security controls validation, which is gonna let you know, does my firewall stop connections to a command and control center? Can ransomware get a foothold in my network? Uh, do I have a risk with my passwords? Are they strong enough or am I doing something wrong? And many, many other attributes where we're able to quickly tell you, here's the state of your security today, here's the gaps. And one uh, of the answers to close those gaps is we offer our SOC as a service, which is the guard tower. Mm -hmm. We end up being the guard in the guard tower for you, helping to make sure the enemies aren't getting close to the walls mm -hmm. or that they've come close to the walls and we, we need to take some defensive action. So um, I think it's a multifaceted, it is more complicated than it has been ever before mm -hmm. because we clearly see there's big money. There's ransomware attacks are huge. We had customers that have been hit with hundreds of thousand dollars of ransomware uh, and they've had to pay because they didn't have a choice. Uh, and, and when I say customers, I mean pre Vandor, <laughs> um, but uh, and we, and our goal, the reason, the why we're here is to help customers to close those gaps. So at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're putting time back on your side, and everything you do should be about when we're talking about these layers of defense is about putting time back on your side and taking it away from the cyber adversaries. So the the guidance is take the time back. How you do that, if you've got the expertise and the skill set in-house, is figure out what layers of defense are no longer effective or not doing what we need them to do and replace them with those that adapt to our modern age and the way we do business today. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like great advice, but not, not easy advice. Or call us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we uh, enjoyed the discussion. Hope you did as well. And like Shaheen said, you know, we've got a lot of different tools um, to help guide folks through this um, complicated uh, labyrinth, if you will. Yes. So uh, feel free to reach out to us if you'd be interested to see how you're stacking up against um, your adversaries that you know of and those that you don't know of yet. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Have a great January, everyone. <laughs>